All right, tonight we're going to start a new series. Last we looked at Jesus and culture, and tonight we're going to look at Jesus in a word that we don't like, forgiveness. All right, we like forgiveness in the sense of when we're forgiven, but how many of us are willing to forgive other people? Tonight we want to look at it, we're going to start off, and tonight's topic is forgiveness starts with who else? Jesus Christ. He showed us what the biggest example is of forgiveness. He showed us what exactly forgiveness looks like as we think of the cross. We know and we hear it all the time, but the question for us is, how much of us really sinks in? True forgiveness is born in Jesus and his plan. Without Christ, there would be no true understanding of forgiveness, because in Jesus we see perfect mercy or grace on display. This is the brand of forgiveness where we will be looking at for the next couple of weeks. Again, forgiveness is bound up in who Jesus is. This is why he came to this earth, naturally tells us the paralytic that he was forgiven. And that's what we can look at tonight. Jesus was not ignoring the man's condition. To the contrary, he was seeing the most pressing condition. The man had a soul encumbered by the unpaid sin debt. Jesus rightly took care of the man's most dire need. But in response to those who thought his words were heretical, Jesus showed his power by healing the man. The healing of his physical needs and amazing feet served to validate Jesus' identity and thus his ability to forgive sins. You know, we all grew up listening to this story. How many of you all never heard the story of the paralytic? We've all, we all, never heard it? Everyone's heard it, right? We got to understand something when we think of the paralytic, all right? As we know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is when his friends bring him to Jesus to be healed. We got to look at the context there and look at exactly what's going on. Because when we sit and think of the houses, we think of our house. Think of your house. How many of y'all have a flat roof? Anyone have a flat roof house? No one has a real flat roof, right? Everyone has like an arc, you know, like a, I don't know what you call it, but triangle. What, do you, what would you call that? I mean, it's a triangle, but what would you call that? Huh? To the triangle, arch, you know, whatever. But Mark chapter 2 starts this way. And when he could return to Capernaum, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing into him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now let me ask the question. If you have a broken foot, a broken arm, whatever it is that may be hurting, would you really want someone to just say, your sin is forgiven? What would you want? What would you be, look, what would you be looking for? You'd be looking for healing on the physical, right? You'll be looking for your physical needs to be met. You'll be looking to be healed because that is exactly what you came for. You didn't come really looking for your, you know, inner soul. But this shows, this shows how God, Jesus himself, could see right past the paralytic. So as we think of this, we think of this whole paralytic, we think of the whole thing, we're talking about physical. That's all the men were thinking about. That's all his friends were really thinking about was the physical needs. It's just like us in our lives. We're so concerned about physical needs that we forget the spiritual needs, that we forget spiritually that we are dead. 
that we are spiritually dead unless God himself wakens us alive. And this is why Jesus showed exactly that he was God, because Jesus could see right through just his physical needs. Again, as we think of this friends, we think of the friends, their faith as they understood it. Look, we want to get this man. And, and, and I understand, and as we think about this, his friends had to have faith. Because you know what? They've never seen anything like this. How many of you have ever been to a, a concert or, or an event and the place was full? And it, you basically turned around and, and went home because it was too full. Anyone ever, anyone ever been there? How many of you like crowds? Anyone like crowds? Well, a couple of you actually like crowds. All right. Think of John Canoe for a second. All right. Um, you know, John Canoe is one of them places where you have heavy crowds. All right. You, sometimes people, when you get there, you're like, you know what? I don't want to go anymore. There's too many people. We're not into this. His friends could easily say to them, you know what? There's too much people there. Why are we going to waste our time? We can't get to him. We can't get to Jesus. But they understood something. That they had faith that Jesus would be able to heal him, but they were thinking of the physical needs. How many of us believe that Jesus can heal us physically? You know, we believe that Jesus can heal us physically, right? That's why we pray to, that's why we pray to him. So pray to God so that he will heal us. That's what, that's what it's all about. But as we sit here and think of this, we think again, as Jesus said in verse 5, and when Jesus saw their faith, he saw the faith of his friend and understood, look, I see your faith. I see exactly that no matter what, you're going to press on to get to me. What about me and you? What about our lives? What about you in school? Are you a person that no matter what, you're going to take a stand for grace? No matter what happens? No matter if it means that you know, everyone else is going to talk about you or everyone else is going to be opposition? Are you willing to take a stand? But here Jesus said, look. He said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Again, he was seeing right through the physical. He was going right to the soul, right to where he understood, look, we all have a problem. For us tonight, if you don't understand, we all have a problem in here. Whether it be physical, some of us may have physical needs, but the most important need that we have is our spiritual needs. You see, we could have the best health in the world. We could have um, the best you know, body in the world. We may think we have it all together. We may work out to the gym all the time and think that we have a six-pack and, you know, we could do whatever we want. But let me tell you something. There have been people who have thought they were physically well that have died instantly because they thought that they had it all together. They thought, you know what? I'm in shape. You know, they've had many incidents in the States where football players have actually died right on the spot on a football field. Because they are, they think they're in shape, but there's something else going on inside. How many of you ever heard someone when they ask you, how are you doing or how are you feeling? And you basically say, as far as I know, I'm doing all right. Anyone ever heard that? I'm sure we've all heard that, right? As far as I know, I'm doing all right. Because you know what? We can't really tell. You know, I can't see the inside of me. I can't. I don't know what's going on inside my body. But one thing we know spiritually, Jesus knows. God knows exactly what's going on. 
In verse 6 it said, Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts. Now, these were religious people. Don't you think they would be happy that someone's going to say, I'm going to forgive you of your sins? Wouldn't that be their first thought? They'd be happy? What does it say? Questioning, why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they thus question within themselves. He said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say rise, take up your bed and walk? Verse 10, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic. You see, right now Jesus is revealing himself, who he truly is. He is the Son of Man. He is the one who is able to forgive sins. He and God are the same. They could not understand that. So he is revealing himself right now to say, look, if there's one person who can forgive, it's me. I have the power to forgive. I have the power to forgive your sins. And we know what's going to happen later on as Jesus goes through life. He's going to be questioned. He's going to be crucified. And we know that he paid it all. The question for us tonight is this. How does forgiveness work for us? Have you ever been forgiven? Are you forgiven of your sins? Did Jesus pay the price for your sins? Another question. How many of you ever had a debt that you needed to pay? I'm in debt right now, so I know I need to pay it. But how many of you are how many of you know what a debt, what debt is? What is debt? What is debt? Mark, what is debt? Something owed, right? Something you owe. You know, there are many people who have credit card debt that are basically they owe all this money. What if all of a sudden Royal Bank of Canada called me today? And I would love that they did that to me, but if they called me today and said, you know what, Mr. Rogers, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing all right, but first of all, I wonder why in the world the bank's calling me, so I'd be a little worried, but anyway, I'd be like, I'm doing okay. Well, today we want to just tell you that your debt has been paid to the bank. The loan that you have with us now has been paid, has been wiped away, you don't have to worry about anything else. Let me ask a question, do you think I'd be happy? Uh, yeah, I'd be very happy. I'd be jumping with joy. I'd be like, really? I'd, I'd wonder like exactly what's going on. Like, is this for real? But as much as money debt being paid, it would be a big thing. The debt that Christ has paid is far better. Because you know what? Christ paid for our sins. Christ paid for, for everything that I've done and I'm going to do. Does that mean I have a license to sin and I could do whatever I want? No. If that's your attitude to say, you know what? Jesus forgave me of my sins, so you know what I could do over here? I could just do this and ask him for forgiveness. Because I know you forgive me. That's not the attitude to have. The attitude should be that you should want to live your life pleasing to God. Because he forgave you of everything that you, you have done. Verse 11. I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. I want you to just think about that for a second because before this Jesus never talked about his physical needs it was always spiritually it was always getting down to the root of the problem it was all getting back to the heart you see that's our problem a lot of times 
We're so concerned about physical needs that we don't pay attention to our spiritual needs. You know, if I had to ask you, you know, just even tonight, when's the last time that you went running or something for your physical needs? A lot of you would probably say today or this week. But if I had to ask you, when's the last time that you really did something for your spiritual needs, that you spent time in God's Word and you had a good, quiet time, it might be hard for you to remember that. You see, too many times we're all about physical. We're all about the outer appearance. But Jesus is about the inside. He's about forgiveness. He's about looking deep down inside of us. Verse 12. And he arose immediately, picked up his bed, and went out before them all. So they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. How would you feel? If you knew this man could not walk, if you knew he had absolutely, you know, he was just this guy who, you know, traveled all over the place, he couldn't walk, and all of a sudden you saw him walking, what would you think? Would you be amazed? How many of y'all be amazed? I'd be amazed. Y'all look at y'all dead. I don't know. You need a drumming jack or something? Father Abraham? You know? But how many of you would be, how many of y'all be amazed? I would be amazed. I would be like, you know, wondering exactly what happened. You see, I think this guy, I think he was so amazed and he was so happy but it wasn't what happened on the physical. It was what happened spiritually inside. It was what's happened on the inside that he was happy about. Because he knew that Jesus himself said, I forgive you of your sins. What about you? Do you live as a forgiven person? And I'm sure we're going to look at this a little bit deeper in the next couple of weeks. Christ forgives of everything. But we can't forgive one another for the smallest things. Questions? As we think of, as we just think of this. When you think about forgiveness, what do you think about? What comes to your mind when you hear the word forgiveness? You know, there's actually been a whole, I'm sure some of you have seen, there's been a whole YouTube video um, where basically it was a preacher and he was talking about the F word, and it was forgiveness. But what comes to your mind about forgiveness? Asher. Hmm? Forgiving someone that you don't want to. Luke. Something very hard to do. He hit it right on the nail. Yes, Chris. Mark, I don't know why I said Luke. I said that twice already, eh? All right, sorry. He's used to it by now, right? Huh? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm sure you hear Luke a lot, you know. Sorry, Mark. Mark did a good, you know, it was good, Mark said. Forgiveness is something that's very hard to do. It's hard to forgive someone. Secondly, what is, what is so hard about forgiveness? You know, we're going to look a little bit more at this in, in our small groups as we go into our small groups. Number three, have you ever asked, had to ask for forgiveness from someone? And lastly, how has forgiven a debt owed and forgiven something 
that someone has done wrong to you similar. You know, Jesus paid it all. The debt that he paid, we can never repay him. You know, I know some of you may not follow American politics, you know, but people believe that Donald Trump, as we know, Donald Trump is running. He's a very rich man, right? And he thinks that he can probably buy a lot of things. But there's one thing that he can never buy, and that is salvation, forgiveness from Jesus Christ, because he paid it all. And all to him I owe. I owe everything, everything that I am to him. And the last song we sang was talking about how his love ran red, how the blood of Christ forgave us of every sin. And what I want to do now is just as we close, we want to sing one song. And for us, as, as we think about this, as we think about our, you know, what Christ has done for us, what should be our response? We should be thankful. We should have many reasons why we can thank him. And we're going to sing, bless the Lord, all right? 10,000 reasons. And I want us to just really sit and think of this song and, and think about how excited we should be about all that Christ has done for us.
ears fail The end draws near And my time has come Still my soul will sing your praise unending Ten thousand years and then for the payment that you have paid on the cross and we thank you for forgiveness of our sin. Father, I pray that even now as we just go in our small group that you give us a greater appreciation exactly the debt that was paid. Father, I know we hear it all the time, but how many times do we take it for granted? I pray that you'd help us and just that it would bring a fresh, a renewed feeling and spirit in us. We thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.